Welcome to the J Tattoo Gill Podcast. I am he and he is me. We're serving up some quality meat today that needs zero sauce. Texas style barbecue is the best in the world. So that's what I imitate in this podcast. If you know, you know, you know. So there's a question that has been burning in my mind regarding relationships. If you haven't checked out the last podcast, make sure you check it out when you get a chance. The question is regarding relationships and determining the best model for problem solving. I've been married for 22 years and have believed, without research, that the best model is collaborative. Shout out to my Uncle Jerome and Aunt Mary for that model. They said that if each had a nickel, then they would say that they had a dime. I love it. Very practical without an agenda. But what do the research experts think? Robert Tybee, a licensed clinical social worker, says in Psychology Today, if you are both in agreement about the problem, it's time to agree on a plan of action. That, ladies and gentlemen, is collaboration. However, Levi Baker from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro and James McNulty from Florida State University published a study entitled The Relationship Problem Solving Model, How Partners Influence One Another to resolve relationship problems. They note that some studies have demonstrated that oppositional behaviors harm couples. Other studies demonstrated that they benefit couples. They also note that the majority of research examining relationship problem solving has failed to consider the stages of the resolution process and has often led to inconsistent findings. So in synthesizing both articles, I conclude that collaborative is the best approach, but an agreement must be made to utilize that approach. But your background, views, mores, and folkways will significantly influence your approach to problem solving. The problem with the background, views, mores, and folkways is that how would you know what's healthy communication versus unhealthy communication And why would you be motivated to consider an alternative to the behavior that you're comfortable with and have grown accustomed to just because someone else is asking you to reconsider your communication preferences and style? I have family members who yell back and forth to each other, and they're fine, absolutely okay with that communication style. I have others who keep calm and reject yelling. I have some who are confrontational and others who are conflict avoidant. Is there a distinct right or wrong way to communicate and express your feelings? I see the disagreement between those styles constantly discussed in many of the groups that I am a member of. People will vehemently defend their position and give little consideration to the thought of changing their position. Is this why marriage is so difficult? If marriage partners have fundamentally different approaches to communication, Can their marriage last? What stands out to me is motivation. Are you motivated to do what it takes to sustain a relationship? Can you submit to a higher cause than yourself? Can you play second fiddle sometimes and not resent your partner? Can you play first fiddle and consider and appreciate your partner playing second fiddle? What motivated you to get into a relationship anyway? Is it just something to do? Or was it the plan all along? Or was it simply biological and that's why it's so hard to understand? 
successful relationships navigate the gray areas because there is no way to know or even anticipate where the relationship is going to end up or where it's headed. It's like taking a road trip to an uncertain destination. You have an idea where you want to go, but it's possible that you discover along the way that your initial destination idea no longer appeals to you. So you search for a different destination that's also unknown. Now imagine adding another driver in another vehicle, but y'all are now caravanning. Can you imagine the additional complexities? That, ladies and gentlemen, is how relationships look. In order for it to work, all involved parties must remain motivated to pursue this uncertain destination. Sounds scary, doesn't it? Risking it all for a possibility that has a 50% chance of failure according to data on marriage? Non-marital relationship failure rates has to be higher than that. More people date around on average before they get married. They take numerous test drives before making a purchase. Is that the right course of action to minimize failure? No one truly knows because each of our paths are different and unique to us and our partners. Man, I bet marriage sounds like a hard pass after this episode. Hey, nothing with worth gaining or keeping was ever easy. So Jay, is marriage worth all of these headaches? I'm not sure if there's a definitive answer. I'm just here to challenge your thinking and give you some sort of out-of-the-box perspective. The mainstream says that being a robot will make you happy. I say that free thinking allows you to create your own reality. Now remember, trust not the man with all of the answers. Keep up!